In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my Upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Really 007 podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pickup, and in this episode, we'll be discussing Black Thunder. Bye! Could have gone on longer, that's what she said, but, you know. Tom Jones, the note isn't as long as you think, because he does faint, of course. Well, we'll come to that, Rob. Yeah. Right, okay. Anyway, we're building up quite the back catalogue of reviews and specials, and all of those can be found on iTunes and Spotify. Simply search for us at Really 007 Pod, where you'll find loads of episodes. We're available on most social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. Again, search Really 007, and you should find us. And, yeah, feel free to join in on the debates. been quite a few recently as well. Anyway, tonight I want to give a shout-out to Chris Schofield, who has earned his top fan badge on Facebook. So good evening, Chris, and uh, I hope you're enjoying these episodes. But tonight, it's the biggest Bond ever in terms of the box office adjusted for inflation. So we've got to get the biggest crowd here um, that we've done so far for review. We've got everybody. So good evening to John Kell. Good evening. Chris Goldie. Good evening. Roberto Parker. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. Uh, and my brothers, Math and Harry Pickup. Good evening. Good evening. Good, Good evening. evening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Here we go. This is, yeah, this is really exciting, isn't it? Woo! Um, it's so exciting. It's a great chance to discuss a Sean Connery review. And I think, am I right? R- certainly Rob and Math, is it your first Connery review? Think. Yeah, I, I was for, for uh... that's Roger. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> From Rush with Love and Diamonds, they're the ones you've done. Huh? Yeah, we've, we've done. We've done. We've, we've done. Yeah, but not. Uh, yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> you haven't. That's the whole point. Yeah, I wasn't party to them. Yeah, yeah. So yes, it's our third Sean Connery review. 
not exactly hot on the heels of those that we've mentioned from Richard Love and Diamonds. I think that was about a year ago since that came out, but well, that'll date as well. It'll be 18 months by the time. Anyway, yes, so Thunderball was the fourth appearance uh, for Sean as James Bond in four years, yeah? I mean... I know. Wow. Old, wasn't it? And I think it's particularly well-loved by those who experienced it, you know, at the time, the height of Bond mania in the 60s. I remember math, Tim Ryder, your friend Ben's dad, famously saying it was his favourite. Yeah, yeah. And he looks a little bit like Largo. <laughs> he, does, he does, he does. <laughs> <laughs> is it the eye patch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy looks like, is he called Bertie, the guy in Few Eyes Only, the casino table? The... Yes. Oh, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The eye. Yeah. <laughs> Not with your luck. Oh no, it's the major, isn't it? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was mixing with the major. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's what we want—a return to that kind of stuff. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what yes. Pathetic sub characters at casino <laughs> tables. Hey, Rob. Game B. Rob, <laughs> if he's still alive, we'll, we'll have him on the show. So don't. Yeah. Can't wait, please. Can't wait. Bertie, famed for playing Bertie. <laughs> I don't think the major's gonna be alive. Let's be honest. <laughs> Well, we got more chance of major than Bertie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two in a row, though, isn't it? What a what yeah, an yeah. Good, good. Anyway, <laughs> the question I wanted to ask, not this is rhetorical and it will have to go throughout the whole umpteen hours of this, but has Thunderball stock amongst Bond fans fallen of late? I don't know whether anyone remembers now, in well, it was 2020, the end of 2020, on Twitter, view to a trill. I don't know whether he's called that anymore, he's called James Blonde now. He did a poll of polls, didn't he? Where everybody voted for their favourite Bond films and then he amassed all the data and gave a master list of the 24, as it was then. And it finished, you know, a miserly 16th, which was the second lowest of Sean's uh, six, you know, Eon films. So I think Diamonds is generally regarded as everyone's least favourite. Not, I'm not saying us here, but after that, Thunderball's probably... The, the second least popular, I think. And John is nodding all the way. Um, but we'll, we'll have more of that later. More goading. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as I said, the, the fourth Bond film came at perhaps the, the height of the franchise. I know it's a bit harsh because, you know, four films into a 25-year run doesn't really do it justice. But, you know, it was just massive, wasn't it? But... Off screen, it's it's probably as famous for that because the background of Fallout behind uh, the camera started problems that lasted for nearly 45 years, yeah, until mm. they managed to get it right for, for Spectre in 2015. So, um, yeah, absolutely massive, and we'll be talking a bit about that. The name Kevin McClory seems to come up in most of our episodes, I think. And, yeah, and we'll be talking more about him later. So, yes, the plot of Thunderbolt. Sinister organisation Spectre steal nuclear weapons and make demands on NATO to pay up for a hundred million. And again, Austin Powers is already entering everyone's thoughts here. <laughs> and Bond is sent to the Bahamas to save the world, but as John will say, he's always one step behind. <laughs> James Bond is in operation. And what an operator he is in Ian Fleming's Thunderbolt. Have you seen everything you came to see? Go back to your friends and report. Tell them the little fish I throw back into the sea. Come on! 
Thunderball stars Claudine Auger. Young, beautiful, trapped. Could be dangerous. What sharp little eyes you've got. Wait till you get to my teeth. Adolfo Celli, smooth, silent. Spectre's agent of death. Luciana Paluzzi, lovely to look at, murderous to know. Friends of yours, no doubt. Come in. 007, danger sign for the world's most famous gentleman agent with a license to kill and license to thrill. 007, guarantee sign of prompt delivery, night and day service. Ravishing redheads. Bronze brunettes. Honey blondes. The Bond women, 007 style. of today's greatest entertainment. Lads, I just want you to first go around the table, as it were, and to just describe your relationship with the film growing up. For me, it was always, as a kid, I kind of did get it mixed up with Never Say Never Again. It was particularly the the, the opening, you know, like, bit at Strublands. It was always in my head. It was like, oh, that scrap with that really nasty scrap that Connie was in. Is that Thunderball or is that Pat Roach in Never Say Never? It was sort of blended into into one. And then the guy, the actor who died recently, who was in Superman 2, he's also in Never Say Never. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the whole thing with his eye. I think. Yes. That machine that looks into his eye, I found very unsettling. So when I watched Thunderball, I still expect that scene to happen. But, yeah, it was very hard as a kid to sort of, you know, there were, there were almost the same scenes. But I think, obviously, clearly, Thunderball is by far the better film. <laughs> you know, it's unquestionably the better film. You know, because, you know, Sean Connery is absolutely on fire in this film. He is possibly the best performance he has. He, You've got Barry, who is just firing on all cylinders. You know, like Goldfinger was like, you thought he, he, he can't top that. But he does. It's got two theme songs. It's possibly the, the classiest of the of, of the Bond films. And I think you know Terence Young completely understood what Bond should be, which is it's it's elegant, it's luxurious, it is exciting, it is you know it is this travel log. He completely understood that, and you can see his fingerprints all over Connery's. And almost to a certain extent, you know, beyond that. So, yeah, Thunderball is a film that I always come back to. And I think, actually, I really like this film because you're constantly told 
it's a bit boring, isn't it? It's a bit, you know, you get underwater stuff's a bit dull and it lags in the middle. And I'm watching I'm like, it isn't anything like that. And it is completely engaging. And yes, I, 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 I do think the editing could be a bit tighter. I think some scenes lasted a little bit longer. And I think, you know, Peter Hunt wasn't the, he was a supervising editor, so I think he had moved on. He could do with just, yeah, just tidying up. But I, I love it. What's not to love? Largo is a great villain. You know, you've got a great Bond girl, beautiful locations. You know, a plot that has been copied a million times because it's a great plot. You know, so for me, I have very fond memories of it. And I think it's, uh, it's there's so much to, to love about this film. It's, it's, it genuinely is one, one, of, the, one of the better. Harry, and Connery's probably his best. Did you know growing up that it was the same plot and stuff as Never Say Never Again? I'm not can't remember when I found that out. I'd say the two I did muddled up, uh, I muddled them up, but it wouldn't be to do with the plot. It'd be to do with individual scenes. I think even watching it when I was younger, you know, the plot wasn't at the forefront of why I enjoyed the films. Really, you know, I'd only have a vague understanding. It'd be the enjoyment of the setting and the fights and the villains. And I think, yeah. Like uh, Chris says, some of the, certainly the, the fisty fights, I get a little bit muddled up. I have no idea what the ending of Never Say Never Again is, though. I've not seen it for so long, <laughs> I don't know what, what happens at the end. So anything I'm muddling up is all kind of the first two thirds, those kind of, you know, arriving in new locations. I, I do, yeah, I muddle them up. But to kind of answer your question about where it was with me before re-watching it, I think we've said this before, really, as, as brothers, Math, Tom and I, we'd mostly revisit the Roger Moores. The Roger Moores were the ones that we probably absolutely wore the tapes out, just because they were obviously lighter and more, perhaps more fun. Fairly regularly, we'd, we dipped into the Conneries, didn't we? Mainly Goldfinger, maybe. I was going to say, but not, it wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't really got to know from Russia Love or Thunderball. And obviously we did, we, we, you know, we watched them many, many a time, but it was never quite the Terence Young trio, which are my views are very different now, but... Sorry, Tessa. Um, yeah. Yeah. I find that quite interesting. Never had any problems with it. Largo had a big impact on me as a child, a very significant villain that I'd, I'd definitely remember. Oh, I've just realised the Volpe on the motorbike and Never Say Never Again motorbike, I get that muddled up. Yeah, there are were, there were many things that stuck in my head probably the underwater scenes, maybe not even the underwater scenes were on my mind as a child. I think I just enjoyed them like everything else. I don't think they were any less or any more significant. Rob, can you remember watching this one particularly more more or less than any others? I don't know. Not, not more or less, but it was right in the very formative period of my love for James Bond. My grand, granddad had a VHS collection of which he'd taped all sorts off telly. The adverts on them were, like, obscenely old, <laughs> you know, just for yeah. companies and products that had gone out of business <laughs> and date years ago or whatever. But um, Thunderball was one of his, uh, one of the ones he had. He had, yeah, Doctor No and Thunderball possibly were, like, the main two that we'd go between on a Sunday afternoon. Oh. So we'd get, get to Sunday tea at 3 o'clock. And then, yeah, the, the wider family would arrive at five half five so we'd always like right let's whack a bond film as soon as we came in kind of thing and thunderball was one of those that we always did it just it always struck me like that like connery is bond he's just bond there's no up down left right about it he's just flipping bond in this movie it's unbelievable 
sorry, I'm going to hold on to that. I nearly said watching it as a grown up, you know, if I, I'm not, well, no, I'm not. But like something that I don't know whether this is allowed to be said, but even when I was very young and, and by very young, I mean like, you know, seven, eight, that kind of thing. I always thought it was a bit, I, I don't know whether this is the wrong time to say it, but like convenient that he was at Shrubland the same time as Spectre Agent was. <laughs> you know, like it always, it like it echoed with me then. It was like, hang on. It's not like, you know, I was looking like, and I remember rewinding it for the scene, like surely M's told him. You, your mission, James, is to go to Shrublands and, you know, to try and find Camp Lippy. You know, no, no, they're just introduced. <laughs> Casually, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You're in here because you're hurt. So, you know, like, and I always thought like, wow, that's a bit different. But in that, in that sense, it gave with me, gave me going forward with movies, I'd pretty much forgive anything. So it's probably one of the reasons why I love absolutely anything now is because I'll forgive anything because if it can happen in a Bond film, you can have wild coincidence in a Bond film, you can have it anywhere. So I always lo- I've always absolutely loved it. Spectre is ace in this movie. Yeah, just really excited to talk about it. When, when was the last time you saw it, do you reckon, before this review, Rob? Uh, oh, before this review? I would definitely say 15 years. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Before the, you know, again, I'm not going back to that that thing but I didn't, watch a, I didn't watch a Bond movie from yeah. Quantum of Solace onwards until last year is, sorry but that is so special that you've 15 years without yeah how exciting it. that, couldn't that face excites it. me more couldn't face yeah I couldn't face it after Quantum of Solace what a baby so yeah I didn't until we started this podcast like, seriously until yeah I was invited to be a part of this so I, I just Obviously, Tom, you knew of my love of Bond, my historical love of Bond. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch a Bond movie for... It must be, yeah, whatever that... When did Quantum come out? Was it 2008? Yeah. Eight? Yeah, yeah. So I went 08 to... I best get these numbers ready before the Twitter hounds come after me. So it was 08 to 2000, is it? Yeah. Or or, or 2019. So it's 11 years. It's 11 years with no, no Bond movies. Save them up and then you'll... Enjoy them even more. Well, now, I mean, now it's just sick. It's like watching them all again. Like, imagine me today oh. watching Thunderball for the first time in 11, oh, 15 dear. years. Oh, so good. Almost in tears, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, after recent events. John, when we sort of sat down to divvy up the reviews, hmm. we were originally going to sort of maybe two or three of us on each of them. And famously, you know, John... <laughs> 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 no, this is positive. <laughs> Famously, John is. I think Casino Royale's a quality film. I'd love to be on that one. I think I don't know Octopussy. You wanted to be on that one instantly, of course. And perhaps Thunderball wasn't one of the ones that would be on your list. But in the fullness of time, I think it's it's going to go up in your ranking a little bit. But how did you? How did? What's your experience with it growing up, though? My experience of it is is that it was the last Bond film that I owned. I had the the videos that made oh. the faces of, oh, yeah. of oh. them. Yeah. And Thunderball was the last one that I owned up to Tomorrow Never Dies. And I think that that has always, because it's been the last one, in a lot of ways, it's probably the, the oldest one that I've seen the least. Yeah, And I think that that probably has affected my thoughts on it a bit because the Connery films that I went to every time were Goldfinger and bizarrely from Russia with Love I said that on the review I seem to watch that one quite a lot even though it's quite a a slow burner Mm -hmm. and it's an amazing film so so Thunderball is one that I'd watched the least as a kid and probably the film out of all the franchise 
that I'd have the trouble remembering which bit goes where as well as a kid, like piecing it together. It's always been a film that there's been bits that I absolutely love. I absolutely love, but for some reason, I've never said that I love the film. You know, like I, I, I really like the film, and and there's I could say ten scenes. We're not we're going to be talking throughout this thing, and I'll be like, oh, what a scene, what an amazing scene, what a performance. But it's just something has never fully resonated with me, and I've never got it. And then about four or five years ago, my brother David, he got the the Bond fifty box set. He watched him through with his wife Alex. And they both straight away, Thunderball, by far and away, Connery's best film. And they were like, oh, Thunderball, amazing. So it's I've always had this thing that everyone around me loves it. And there's so much that I can appreciate. And there's so much that I think's great. But for some reason, I don't, I want to love it, but I don't love it as much as everyone else does. I, I want to be, I want to grab onto the enthusiasm of this because this is not going to be any stretch me saying why this is a pap film because that's just not true it's a there's it, so much to love about it i just want to grab onto that enthusiasm and enjoy it like everyone else does I don't at the end you... of this review john you'll be ringing the sleigh bell in your ear and you will hear the bell you will hear it <laughs> <laughs> lead <laughs> pole express anyway <laughs> you have to spell out the joke it doesn't work it's the, the general but what I'd, John I don't Austin think powers. You, that's what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> you know we're sort of saying that you, you don't like it as much as the others but like I said if it's like 16th and on Bond Twitter for instance it rarely people don't really seem to praise it do you mean in, compared to us or the sort of people growing I mean, up I, well I mean compared to you and I mean, <laughs> just me compared, yeah, and, and, and like so the people I talk to Bond about, barring Twitter, are you guys and my brother mm. and my mate Sam Bagley. And basically oh. everyone goes on about how great this film is. But when you say, like, you know, it got ranked 16th on that thing, I'm one of the people who contributed to that low ranking because I, I like the film, but it's just that there's so many more films that I engage yeah. with. And I remember when... the internet polls just started to become a thing. So let's say 2010, something like that. And I remember Digital Spy doing an article saying, is Thunderball the most overrated Bond film? Mm. And it went through this thing about how it's ranked as one of the incredibly high ones. But why is it one of the high ones? And I, I do think that this now it's underrated because when internet trends started growing, it was very in fashion to say it was overrated compared to... And I think that now, unfortunately, 10 plus years on, that's become a product that you've now got people saying it's underrated because everybody thinks that same. So I think it will change in time. Yeah, I mean, it's it can't be underrated because, like I say, it's, for the last 60 years, it's the biggest one they've ever had. And Exactly. So many elements I keep going on have been copied by other films that it's, it's just so iconic, so... We will uh, we will explore those options, but math we had it on video, but it's quite long. Is it a bit longer than the other ones that had come before it? Certainly, I think it's like two hours ten. Maybe that's one of the reasons we didn't watch it quite as much. I don't know. I don't think we watched it as much as Goldfinger, definitely. Or no, I know I don't think we did. I, I think you're probably right that 
Goldfinger, You Only Live Twice, and Diamonds are probably the ones that we watch the most of Sean's. But I, I've always, for some reason, I've always felt that I've been more of a champion of this film, or I don't know if it's, you know, and I've kept that to myself, which is a complete yeah. oxymoron because I couldn't have been a champion then. Anyway, but in, like, in my own mind or something, I've thought it's underrated. But then there's so many bits of this film that are like iconic or characters are iconic that are like parodied or, you know, even... Even I, I was, you know, from from the parts that I was watching today, you know, I think there are things that are, um, whether they're fully intentional or not, in some of Daniel Craig's films, I was thinking, you know, there are, there are sort of elements or perhaps things they could have lent into even more, actually. I've, I've always felt myself thinking that it's a bit underrated. It doesn't quite get mentioned, you know, by, by other people. And I remember that, that video, John, with the, I think it's the, the front cover's like his face and then he's mm. holding the harpoon. Um, yeah, and I've, I've always thought how how amazing that the, there's this film where it's you know loads of it is set like underwater and like what I don't know, it's just incredible like it's so different so different to what you've had before so yeah I I've always I've always loved it I think I w- I've been quite surprised at, at some of the the lack of you know I'm I'm sure again you know as we say about these things if it's sixteenth that's not. No. 16th out of 25, it's hardly... Two-thirds. Of it. Don't need to be absolutely ashamed of that, but I have been quite quite surprised to see the lack of people talking about it and then maybe a lack of real love for it. You know, I'm sure people really like it, but yeah, a lack of real love for it. So I've felt myself, I've felt like I, I want to be a champion for it again. We will certainly be doing that. briefly just say a bit about Sean I know we, we did of course we did a Sean tributes episode and we talked about each of the films on that one you know it's well over a year since he's died and we've had a recent poll by the, again by James Blonde or Beauty of Trill and Sean came top and that's just after No Time to Die was released so obviously Daniel Craig would have a Philip coming into second but he couldn't beat him and I just think how what a testament this is 60 years old for modern audiences and it, so much of this film, he, um, we'll talk about the song, but the lyrics, it's the first song that really is talking about how good Bond is, how much he loves life and how much he loves his service and things like this. And I, I don't know, I just want to sort of give a, give a round of applause to Sean Connery before we even get into the film. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what you, your thoughts on that were, Matt, in terms of his, his, his performance and his general contribution to the franchise. Well... Firstly, his performance in in this, I, I I absolutely love it. He's got, I mean, he's always got a swagger, but he seems to be it seems to be extra, extra. I don't know in in you know Top Gear, you know, bringing out cliches here, but like, <laughs> I I just think he's got the role absolutely nailed at this at this point, and he's just so watchable. He's you know he looks so good. He the the you know the the action he's got that nailed he's got the interactions with the characters around him nailed I don't know it's just it's just absolutely fantastic and I think in terms of yeah in terms of his contribution I was delighted that he he came out on top in that um in that poll and like and rightly so I mean you just can't you cannot possibly underestimate the role that he played in in making the franchise what it is 
of course, you know, Ian Fleming writing the books and everything, but which, you know, is obviously a ridiculously big part. Otherwise, you know, none of it happens. But if you, if you, if you cast the wrong person in the first film yeah, and it doesn't quite take off, you know, you, you're struggling, but you've got this incredible movie star who just fits the role so well and fires out four films in four years of which this is the fourth to just an astonishing standard. So he, his legacy cannot be high enough as far as I'm concerned. So exciting. Uh, Rob, we, we all know, like I think most of us, we, we always say probably Tim is our favorite. Mm. But is um, After Tim, would you, I don't know where does Connery sort of chart in, in the whole gr- greatness of Bond. I, I don't. I, I know that my like default favorite is Tim. Um, I think it's because I love those movies just so much. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really have a a separation really between my love of Bond and the and and the actors that have played him. <laughs> <laughs> I let it out of that silence. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I really don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I, yeah. I. I. I Every time that I've seen any of the actors play James Bond, it's been James Bond. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Sean was the first I ever saw. And from there, it's just, he's James Bond. Every time he's on screen, every second he is moving on celluloid, he is James flipping Bond. Um, to the point that my son now, he'd never seen a James Bond. Um, and I put gold uh, Goldfinger on for him. Um and he saw him doing the, you know, I think all Connery did was pop up with the duck on his head. Like, <laughs> oh, yes. There's James Bond. You know, it's like mm. immediately yeah, he's so yeah. recognisable in the way that he carries himself. I, I, I adored this then. I adore it now. I adored him then. I adore him now. It's, you know, it's one of those things. I just, uh, it's inseparable from what he's done here. Mm. And there is, you know, I don't think it can be said highly enough. Uh, or strongly enough that there is no James Bond franchise without what Sean Connery did. There is yeah. none. So we have to thank him for all of it. And Chris, I know you are a massive Sean fan. Was it when you've been re-watching the films in the last you know year or two for the podcast, has that love for Sean grown or sort of solidified? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I echo what, what Rob said, that, that he is James Bond. He's absolutely just like you can have other acts like for, I think the, the first Bond that I saw is is, is Dalton, yeah. and there's that shot at the beginning of Living Daylights where that the, the, the film tells you this is James Bond, but in popular culture, Sean Connery is James Bond. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like there are other people who played that role, but mm. Connery is is James Bond because he was the original yeah. and he made it the massive success that it is. And I think what's been so interesting watching, you know, the films and revisiting through, you know, either watching them just for entertainment or watching them to, to review is just how much his performance changes over his, you know, tenure that from Dr. No is very different to, you know, everything that follows. And then you've got, Diamonds Are Forever, which is so very different to, you know, you only live twice. So it, it, it's such a rewarding performance because he understands it because he's the originator of it. 
he was there on day one, he created the film version of James Bond. So to see him go, actually, I'm going to, well, for this film, we'll go this way, which is we'll play it for laughs and uh, or we'll be a bit lighter tone with like Dimes Off Forever. And then with Thunderball, where it's just this swagger and, and the confidence that is just awe-inspiring, it's amazing to see this actor just feel that, that he absolutely owns it. Mm. And I, I never understand the sort of, I, to me, he never comes across as he's bored. He's just stretching it one way or another. And, you know, his performances are quite varied and also, you know, really good. You know, for a movie actor, he is, very, you know, he's a really good actor. You know, he is able to, to uh, you know, offer emotions and, you know, be subtle and be big and be funny and be emotional and be cold. You know, he is... Well, yeah, a movie actor, a movie star, but ultimately a really good actor. He's a star, isn't he? Just it really yeah, yeah. clicked with me yeah, then. Yeah. When he's, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's just yeah. like it was my mind just <laughs> mouth went. Oh, yeah, he's a movie star, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Like, yeah. Absolute mm-hmm. box office movie star. This guy. He's not just the main character in the film, is it? It is. He is the film, really. Especially with Thunderball, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, and he, he allow he, he is an act. He's a generous actor. As in yeah, that he yeah. doesn't expect everything to be on him. And he also, he plays off so well with other. And you hear in the documentaries where he would be, even when they're doing this kind of the two shot, he'd still be stood by next to the camera yeah. off screen and he would like be pulling fully faces or, you know, he was, he, he enjoyed being in the film making process. He wasn't like, oh, well, this is, I'm not in the shot. I'll go to my trailer. He'd mess around and he, you know, he was he was part of the family and he sort of mm-hmm. made that the family. And which is really encouraging because you do get the, you know, this notion that movie stars are like, well, if I'm not in the shot, I'll just I'll, you know, I'm not interested, kind of thing. But there's just something it, it just comes across as quite a generous actor, like you, you know, you play off each other, isn't it? That's what acting is, is reacting. Mm-hmm. And I think that he often was very sort of generous with other people. John, you've been watching them all in a row, haven't you? So you've, yeah. you've done all the, you've, you've seen all the Connery ones now, haven't you? I have, yeah. What's that yeah, been yeah. like, seeing them all in short space of time? He is Bond, isn't he? But it's as simple as that, he just is. It's quite difficult to be a man who is a cold-blooded killer, and he really is, in far more than a lot of the other actors, and yet still, you still want to be him. That's quite um, that's quite an achievement mm. to be like that because he's he's not a nice guy in a lot of these films. No. You know, he is a, he's a, he's an assassin. Uh, he's an assassin. But never mention this one, do we? The Fleming. But, yeah. Exactly. But yet, even though he is that, he is so likable, and you want to be him. And it's it's his presence. It's his it's his screen presence that does it. He owns the screen when he's on it. He's the best. It's as simple as that. He, um, Dalton's my number one. Dalton will always be my favourite. But Connery's my second favourite. But Connery is the best. And Connery will never be beaten. You can have stellar performances from anyone. He's never going to be beaten because the minute that you see that man in a casino oh. saying those immortal words, you're in. You, that's James Bond. You're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's done that's it. It's just in Thunderbolt. 
he's class. He's absolutely class. And he, I, I agree quickly with what Chris said about it. He's a generous actor. His performance is very, very, very different in Diamonds Are Forever. But it doesn't mean it's less good. No, it just, no. It doesn't mean it's less good. It just means it's a, it's it's flexible. He, I, you know, he just he looks different anyway. He, it, you know, he, <laughs> he is, looks isn't great he? though. Still, huh? so he just plays it in a different <laughs> way, and the way that he plays it allows the likes of Jill St. John to uh, really get on board with that kind of OTT hammy shtick, and it works for that film. So yeah, it's brilliant. He's great. Harry, you've refound Sean, haven't you, in, in watching these Bond films over the last year or so? Yeah, I think there is this kind of sense that we all love Timothy Dalton, and rightly so. But I think when, there was another recent Twitter thing where you were ranking your favourite Bond, maybe. I think I might have put Sean number one, possibly. Yeah. And perhaps that's... it. Was I think it was Roger as a child that was my favourite. And then in recent years, it became Timothy. But then in... More recently, just re-watching the Sean Connery, you know, the, the, the beginning of the franchise, what an unbelievable beginning it was. And Math kind of said very correctly, you know, how, how it had to be right. Well, for the franchise to succeed, the casting of Sean Connery is absolutely crucial. And it's not just for what he does in Doctor No, but it's what he backs Doctor No up with, you know, with From We Should Love and then Goldfinger to this. That is, you know, and then on as well. It, it's a series of amazing performances. And as Rob said, you know, he's, he's got that movie star quality and to kind of tie everything that everyone's saying together, like, and Chris is saying, you know, he, he is James Bond, he is James Bond. It makes me think it, at my local cinema, when you go into the gents' toilets, the wallpaper is Sean Connery stood against the car from Goldfinger. And I'm sure there are loads of stylish bars that you go to where there's a picture of Sean Connery as James Bond. Yeah, and it's quite a regular use. His image is used as James Bond, and that's correct. That's absolutely correct. But it's not just his image. It's not just his image. You know, watch him move, like you guys have said. Watch him move on the camera. Watch him interact. Watch him engage with the story, with the emotion of it. Watch his action scenes. It's not just what he looks like. It is everything. He really is the complete package. And I, and watching Thunderball, as much as I absolutely adore Roger Moore. <laughs> Sean is um, gets the humour. He's, he's so good with the yeah, humour. He, yeah. he delivers his lines in a laugh-out-loud way, and it's a different laugh-out-loud way to Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. It's more like, like, this guy is unbelievable. You know, with Roger Moore, it's maybe like, you know, when he when he says a joke, it's like, this guy is unbelievably funny. <laughs> when when Sean does it, it's like, this guy is unbelievably cool, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think, yes, his image is James Bond, but it's in films like Thunderball that we're going to be talking about where it is his presence. It is his, mm. his portrayal of Bond. And like John said, you know, the, there are different, there are a few varieties of Sean Connery's Bond, even in the Terence Young ones. Yeah. There, there, there's a variety and that comes from Sean Connery. He, he, I think he brings that variety and he makes it match the the picture and is more than just the image of Bond. Like he is, you know, the, the physical like embodiment on screen as well. He's, he's absolutely remarkable. Can't wait to dive into this one. But before we do, guys, it is time for John's quiz. 
Not to not to put you on the spot there, John. No, no problem at all. So the buzzer today. <laughs> sorry, <you know. laughs> sorry, my wife just walked in, so I was just trying to mute and wave, and then and then it's time for a quiz, so oh. she'll have to she'll have to wait. Right. So the the buzzer for today is after the revelation that uh, after. <laughs> 33 years of my life that I didn't know that it was this. It's a uh, see you later irrigator. Mm. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Apart from Chris Caldy. <laughs> okay. So I don't, I don't ask me who's in the lead of these quizzes. I've completely lost count. <laughs> it depends so on the released as well. Doesn't it? Time zone. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll just listen to the first person that I hear say the buzzer and we'll go from that. So question one. There's five questions. Earl Cameron played which Bond ally? In Thunderball. <laughs> in Thunderball. <laughs> uh, see you later, Irrigator. Go on, Harry. Is he the uh, the CIA guy who's sort of working? At, you know, I can't give his name, so it's pointless. But he's it's not Pinder. I don't think he's Pinder. Is mm. that who it was? He's in like he's in you know the boat shed uh, little um, base. Oh yeah, um, it, it's. It's all be- of a sudden become a team game. It is that guy, and it is Pinder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 No relation to Lucy. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number two. Yeah, I'll give you that point, Harry. That's your point. The man in the boat shed. The man in the boat <laughs> shed. Yeah. Only only passed away last year, I think. In yeah. The age of oh, wow. 100, 104 or something. Yeah. 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 Number two. Such a niche question, this, but I'm obsessed with it. What three words are the written instructions on the atomic bomb? See you later, Eric. See you later. Oh. <laughs> no, no, was Harry. That's wrong. No. Yeah, I've got it. Uh, I said, got is it. it? I'm sorry, Chris. It's is fine. it like. Handle like eggs. Yes. Handle oh, like yeah, yeah. eggs. So good. Incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. Who would ever say to a handle an atomic bomb like eggs? <laughs> Mad as a oh. box of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Number three. How many times does Big Ben strike at what time? See you later, irrigator. Go on, Matt. Seven times at 6 p.m. Correct. Oh. Correct. Yeah. Next one. What is the name of Largo's estate in the Bahamas? See you later. Irrigator. <laughs> on, Palmyra, wasn't it? Sounds like Palm- a club, doesn't it? Palmyra is correct. Yeah. yeah. Football club. Yeah. On, we have Palmyra Square here in Warrington. Oh, of course. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Just Largo Square of clubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had that lovely meal with, with Harry yeah. Lord. We had that lovely Italian. Meal, Absolutely, yeah. some of the really? loveliest scenes ever have been held in Palmyra really? Square. <laughs> Big up to Warrington. <laughs> and number five, how does Paula die? See you later, Irrigator. Harry. <laughs> oh, no, she's not aboard Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually. I'm not sure, actually. Okay. See you later, Irrigator. Oh, go on, Tom. I wanted to say it in the style of Hella, but I've realised it's a different cyanide. But it's cyanide. It's not. No, it's is it chloroform or? Oh, I don't know. No, it's cyanide. But it's cyanide, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. I would. I always think that she gets suffocated by the pillow. Yeah, yeah. In the when they first take her. Yeah. Yeah. But then they even decide against that, don't they? So it's nonsense. 
off screen death. Yeah, right, well, it's a draw. The uh, the pickups took every single point, which highlights oh, how much no, you're obsessed so with this. But uh, yeah. it's a draw between Harry and Tom. So mm. good. Yeah. There we go. Mm. Good quiz. Yeah, yeah, cheers, John. You, John. All the right questions came out for me tonight. All the right <laughs> yeah, questions. Yeah. This is the real quiz. <laughs> <laughs> We go on to the, the sort of stodgy section of. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Math. We're not. We're not got to the. Film. I know. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were there. <laughs> the notices. Yeah, the notices. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you noticed. Know, we'll later, huh? yeah. <laughs> you noticed. <Yeah>. You noticed. <laughs> We've mentioned it many times, but it's a complicated history in terms of the screenplay, and of course, there's a difference between a story the book and the screenplay, all three completely different things. So the story was written as a screenplay, so it wasn't written for the book to start with, in 1959, yeah? So this is, you know, way before this was in, in fruition. And Fleming wrote it with Jack Whittingham, I don't really know an awful lot about him, and a young screenwriter, of course, named Kevin McClory. And I think... Because he was far more into writing the novels, he grew tired of the, the screenwriting process and then converted it, a lot of it, into his book two years later, Thunderball. It was originally intended to be the first film, actually, first film. But because McClory claimed some of the story was his, he sued Fleming. So that while that was going on, it was like, forget it, right, we won't do that one first. And then, of course, Dr. No came out. At the same time that this was going on, Saltzman and Broccoli had been hired to produce the Bond books. But then by 1964, and obviously McClory's thinking, wow, this is, Bond is massive, you know, right. They managed to strike a deal with him and he would produce the film. So he he gets sole producer credit on the film, weirdly. It's one of these screenwriter things, isn't it, where sometimes if someone's written the story, they say they've written the screenplay, they get executive producer credit, isn't it? Like they, it's all dished out. And so he he was the producer, and apparently they wanted Guy Hamilton to continue, of course, after the success of Goldfinger. But he said he was drained. He needed time to recharge his batteries. And he would with Dams Are Forever in 1971. <laughs> no? I thought that might get a laugh. No? Good. So that means that, that means Dams is well accepted as a great film. Good. Right. Anyway, so as they... You, sorry, as you highlighted something, you in stunt episode that... They began filming Thunderball when the gold when Goldfinger Absolutely, was still yeah. being released in America. Kind of, you can understand just why it's burnt out, can't you? Yeah, and it just shows again what a ridiculous conveyor belt, but also an incredibly creative process it was. All the while, it was, they're trying to do it as quickly as possible. So it's just staggering how good these people are, isn't it? But yeah, the the of course then because Guy said no, they turned to Terence Young, and I think. It, he wanted to do, he was offered Goldfinger, but again, he sort of moved on to something else. So he'd done Dr. No and From Rush With Love. I'm not sure, Chris, do you any, know anymore why Peter Hunt was just supervising editor? I'm not, I don't know whether that was all to do with Terence Young or it was to do with Kevin McClory or I can't really find no, information on that. No, I couldn't find anything either. But I assume that there was, yeah, it was just getting a bit, obviously I think Peter wanted to sort of move on up and... Uh, not like M people, sorry. <laughs> no, I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, there's a reference I've heard for a while. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I think I think he was wanted to progress into other areas, and he just wasn't being given the chance. So, but obviously, he had had such an impact on the Bond, you know, franchise and editing it that he was like, oh, well, he has to have some sort of input in this film. And yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know if some of the editing choices is is, is deliberate when you look at the differences between this and, and Goldeneye, which is really quite a tight film. This is there's a bit more sort of fat on the bone with this. I don't know if that's a deliberate choice yeah. uh, from Terence Young kind of trying to sort of fight that kind of, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not too sure. I couldn't find anything either. It's a harder film to edit though, isn't it? Goodness me. Can you imagine giving yeah, all these underwater scenes that have never been yeah. done before and trying to cut it down into a, you know, at least a, no, I, I won't do that. I was going to say under two hours, 43 minutes, if possible, uh, Phil. <laughs> but on, on the Majesties <laughs> was that long, to be fair. Yeah. John Glenn said the original cut yeah. was, was that long. So, so no. Exactly um, two hours, 43. I think something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Again, well, <laughs> yeah. is that another Is that another deliberate? I can't believe, can I? But I don't no, know. please. Please, no. Film another minute and then we're the same as on a Majesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Carrie Fukunaga <laughs> hadn't heard of the film, never seen it before. So, anyway. <laughs> yes. So yeah, a quarter of the film is underwater. I mean, that's unbelievable if you think about it. A so, quarter? Yeah, apparently. So that is water, yeah. or on the water or underwater. But so that's way more than there is space in Moonraker, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. yeah, this was a first at the time, and they got this guy called Rico Browning to direct all the underwater sequences. Well, we will talk about them in due course, but they are pioneering. And John Steers was doing the special effects and he got a, an Academy Award for his efforts. So, so yeah, as, as Harry said, they started filming 16th of February, 65. And Babyishly, it was the first scene, I think, in, in Paris. I mean, there's a, there's a bit in Paris, isn't there, where you see the Eiffel Tower for the Spectre headquarters. But also, the pre-title sequence was filmed in... France, wasn't it? The French estate. And then, of course, most of it was was going on in the Bahamas, which is really, Bond has gone back there many, many times. And more latterly, of course, Casino Real. It's often the underwater shots that are filmed there because of the blue water. And I think John Orty was telling us about that, that it's so clear. It's It doesn't matter where the set, you need to be able to see the action. So it's far easier for the cameraman to film there. Yeah, the rest of the film, of course, was shot Pinewood, Nassau, Paradise Island, and Miami. Some of it was shot in Miami, I'm not sure which was there. Sorry, Harry, it won't be long. Yeah, there was a guy... <laughs> yeah. I'm boring myself here. <laughs> it's all yeah. absolute nonsense. This is this is really, really important. This is it. This is what it's all about. No, no, yeah, it is, it is. I've got to a guy called Huntington Hartford. <laughs> gave permission to shoot footage on his paradise island I don't know whether that's Palmyra and he's given a special thanks at the end of the film so. anyway yes so there's another millionaire's home used for the, the Spectre underwater assault as well you know the sort of the, the land around that well the water around that Ugh. and yeah they had to be done at lower tides because of the sharks there's a lot of sharks yeah. in real life around uh, around the Bahamas. Right, so that's sort of the background to it. We've mentioned Terence Young briefly, but if anyone has their own thoughts on Terence Young and his sort of impact on the film and the Bond series, I don't... Harry's looking quite... Yeah? You, you'd like to answer that one first? Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of mentioned it before that as children, we didn't always 
visit the Terence Young films as often, perhaps, as the others. And it's wonderful to hear that John did. That's amazing that John uh, went to From Russia to Love quite a lot. But for us, not as much. Certainly, like I said, when I've recently been rewatching them and really sinking my teeth into Sean Connery's portrayal, Doctor No, From Russia with Love and Thunderball, it's so... Obviously, I love Goldfinger. I've no problem mm. with Goldfinger, but putting them together as a trio is so, so in, so nice to think about, so mm-hmm. enjoyable. I mentioned it on um, From Russia with Love, how on our review, just how I love seeing it go from you know, in Doctor No from Jamaica to Russia, just seeing Bond in those different locations. I love seeing a, the progression and I love this progression as well. I think even for Ter- even even though I think it has many of uh, the stamps of Terence Young, it does feel like there is some progression though, you know, in terms of, yeah. I know he's not in charge of the special effects. This is an Oscar winning film for its special effects. And that's, you know, that's quite a big thing for Terence, for a Terence Young film. Because um, when you think about the bonds that are bombastic, it's not the it's not the Terence Young ones. You wouldn't think it'd be one of his that wins an Oscar. So I, I love how it's evolved in that sense. But I, I do still think you can sense that um, synergy of Terence Young, Sean Connery in a suit in an exotic location, or you know, a different location um, for audiences to enjoy. And it's just such a wonderful. Um, when those things come together, I, I, I think you can always tell. I think I, can't, I don't know if I can put my finger on it, but it's not. Nece- I don't think you necessarily get those kind of moments in Goldfinger, uh, and you only live twice of of Bond on kind of the walking around, um, but with purpose in an incredible setting. Um, and I think that combination of Terence Young and Sean Connery is really, really visible in this as much as Doctor No and from Russia. Rob, did you what do you make of the sort of direction on the this film and the well Doctor No and from Russia with Love? Do you think do you think you can see a Terence Young style in that or does it all it's, become part of the same Bond thing? I don't know. I think it's it's very hard to say because obviously he's got a near 40-year career, Terence Young, and these are just three of them. Actually, he did direct a fourth James Bond film called No Time to Die. Yes, I was gonna do it. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't believe that, Rob. Yeah. I know, 1958, he directed yeah, no, no Time, time to, die, to Die. Yeah, with, um, yeah. Written, by, written by Richard Maybach yes. and yeah. Terence Young. Yes, right. Right, Produced by Albert Broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> Why is uh, that to mentioned? Starring Vic, Victor Mature, Leo Jen, and Bonar Colliano. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, and it's a Bond film. Yeah. No, it's not. No. <laughs> It, it looks like um, no. It's it's actually in uh, the plot here. It's a British war film about an American yeah. sergeant in the British Army during World War Two oh. in the and US. It was renamed Tank Force. Really? Volpe was in it as well. Yeah. See, it Got really was it. a family business. Now these these movies. The, let's be serious. The three Bond movies that Terence Young did. Uh, just like massively formative. I know I've mentioned that again, and I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but he was so influential in imprinting this blueprint of style on what we came to know as Bond. Even to me coming to Bond in the late 80s, you know, you still feel that there. And you, you watching those movies is just, just a total joy. I don't really have any... I, I, I'm not... 
for austere and stoic film criticism, I'm not the man to talk about when it comes to the Bond movies. <laughs> I think we've no. learned. But it's all from gut. And my gut here is just that this is so important what he did and what he was a part of. And I, I do find it interesting if I can if I can mention that there was the the gap, you know, that he yeah. didn't do Goldfinger. I do find that interesting. Because I feel like having watched uh, Dr. Noam from Russia with Love both recently, that when we get to Thunderball, there's a slight feel of trying to is it oh, dare I say it, prove oneself. Mm. Yeah. But that you know, I don't know. I'm not in the man's head. But his imprint and footprint, fingerprint, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> on the Bond franchise is absolutely insane and should never be overlooked. So good, Rob. Chris might know what what film did he do instead of Goldfinger in between? This is so <laughs> sad. Quantum of Solace. Oh, I don't know. Sorry. Come on, it's the amorous adventures of Mole Flanders, isn't it? No, well, you've got. Yes, it was. So, yeah, who knows? Slightly you different. Know, I- does that have? Yeah, yeah, you know, immediately. <laughs> a ginger <laughs> Mole Flanders played by. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Sean Lansbury's in it. Yes. She's got red hair. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely, honestly. She's been going for so long as well. She is so, so incredible, incredible, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Has anyone seen Gaslight? She, she was in that as a young yeah. lady. That's, oh, a great, that's a great film. Mm-hmm. I've seen it on stage. Yes, yeah. yeah. Great. Legendary no players. No, no, it was no, 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 that was, was Wait Until Dark, Matt, which I'll mention. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, Wait Until Dark was directed by Terrence oh, yeah, Young, no, the no, film no. version. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. And Audrey Hepburn got an Oscar nomination for it. Goodness, so, yeah. mate. Uh, was Angela Lansbury ever better than, obviously, you know, Murder, She Wrote, but um, as Eglantine in Bed, Mobs and Broomsticks? Oh, yes, Rob, <laughs> brilliant. Honestly. <laughs> what Absolutely a name brilliant. as well. Eglantine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't get many of those no more. Oh. Well, according to Young himself, do you know which two Bond films he turned down other than Goldfinger? They're around the same time. You only live you twice. Only live twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Live and let die. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tomorrow never dies. <laughs> Diamonds. Wait, can, can I just have the question again? I think we're confused. Well, he, 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 sure he turned down Goldfinger. Uh, yeah, he yeah. this Mole Flanders, and then he came back to Thunderball. But then he turned down two did more. He turned down Never Say Never Again. He did. He did. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. weird getting the same director. To do. <laughs> yeah. We need a new vision after all. A these different years. vision. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna... yeah. so, Good on him. Uh, please remind me what year was Never Say Never Again. It was eighty three. Yeah. Yeah. Same as. So, so he was he, he was still active then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the other Goodness one, me. the other one he turned down. Octopus. It's not Casino Royale 67. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's not it's a trick question. Moonraker. No? Well, you said them all there. Pure eyes only. Yeah, pure eyes only, yeah, apparently. Oh, well, I think interesting. Because John Glenn, of course, was promoted from within, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, he wasn't the first name they thought of, probably. I'm always expecting you to do an impression of John Glenn whenever uh, (laughs) 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 Summers. They wanted Terence on that one, but I I was slightly less experienced and probably cheaper as well. (laughs) 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 Well, goodness me. 
No offence to Terence, <laughs> but that started the run, didn't it? The no. five. <laughs> The what? Five. What? <laughs> what? Your girlfriend? The big five. What? <laughs> Young Glenn, you we love you. We absolutely love you. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so Terence Young. In terms of the story, putting it back on screen now, they obviously Dick Maybaum was involved at some stage, I think, and a British a British pre- oh, start again. Brit- <laughs> Harry's going <laughs> a British playwright called John Hopkins. He adapted it with with Dick Maybaum. Obviously, he was a Cambridge graduate like most of them, and he, he'd worked on Zed Cars and adapted his own play, The Story of Yours, <laughs> into the screenplay of Chris Goldie. What? So he wrote, he wrote a play called The Story of Yours, and then he adapted it into the screenplay of the film, but they changed the name to one of the most films associated with Chris Goldie, starring <laughs> Sean Connery. Yeah, the one where he's a Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, the Mankini. No, 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 the hill. It's a paedophile. No, not the hill. The other one. Yes, the thing. The one. He's really angry. And what's it called? (laughs) Sunny Lumet. Sunny Lumet. Ah. Why can't I think of that word? Uh, The the offense. Yes, the offense. Yeah. Yes. Has anyone seen it other than Chris just out of... Not yet, no. No, after Chris was talking about it so much going. last time we spoke, I bought it, but I have not watched it yet. Oh, have you got it, Rob? All right. <laughs> I bought it. No offence. Right, we're all it's coming really around good. to watch no it. No offence. <laughs> Family comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. This chap, anyway, this uh, John Hopkins, he also adapted Le Carre's Smiley's People. No way. Yeah. Very Chris Goldie stuff again. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah. Very good, yeah. So... That's a heck of a lot of screenwriters, producers, and everyone, you know, mm. but it worked, didn't it? <laughs> Hi, this is Robert Dobby, and you're watching Really 007 Podcast. Remember, you're only president for life. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Here we go. This is it. Yeah, you ready for it, the film? Oh. Not too sure, actually. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's yeah. be a break. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, lads. Yeah. <laughs> good night, good night. <laughs> <laughs> right, gun barrel. Thoughts on this, chaps? Just well, it's actually Sean Connery, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. 
quite flamboyant arm yeah, movement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hats on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if like imagine if a new one came out and yeah. Bond had a hat on. Well, it's, it's outrageous, yeah. isn't it? I don't know. Why was it? Was like it a done? cowboy hat or all, you know, baseball cap? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not at all. I mean, that one. Sombrero. Show yeah. this hat. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. How weird would that be? No, yeah. he's, he's got one of those heads that doesn't work with hats, I don't think. Uh, Roger. Roger. Unless they're... No, I, I take that all Connery back. wears one in gold. All expensive. back. But like, he, he wouldn't work with a brimmed fedora, I don't think. No. More. I don't no. think so. And Lovely flares. chaps. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Does he ever wear a hat in them? I'm trying to think now. The other Who? ones. Roger Moore. wear a hat, yeah. Or he wears a hat in when he's horse riding in, Moose, in Moonraker. In Moonraker. In the snow in a view to a kill. He's yeah, got, he you know, he's, oh, he's got a horse riding helmet. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. So it, yeah, we'll put with, the mustache on and he's Toro. Oh, yeah, Toro. Can't stop wearing hats, can he? Yeah, yeah. This is a flight cap when he arrives, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, and he he changes hats in one scene. Brilliant. So the latest you say he can't wear a hat. Roger two hats more. That's his. Bob doesn't lead. Roger doesn't wear a hat. Yeah. Tim, does he, does he wear a hat? Oh, well, the Afghan garb thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. How many wear How many wear a crocodile? I'm trying to think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On his head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if Roger, Roger Moore yeah. wears a hat as the clown in Octopussy as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, so, I've, I've messed this up. This <laughs> Roger doesn't do hats. No, no. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I said it wrong. No, but it's true. That, you know, like that same sort of... The same style of hat as you know, with the suit, which yeah, is with what, the suit, like, yeah, yeah, because he just looks so good in the suit on its own, doesn't he? Yeah, Pierce, does he, does he wear a hat? He wears his commander's outfit with the oh, yeah, so he never dies. Tim, yeah, uh, Tim wears <laughs> a hat in that deleted scene, yeah, oh, yeah, the uh, with shark hat. in yeah. the bucket hat. It's horrendous. I'm glad oh, it was because of the hat, isn't it? John Glenn said they took yeah. it out because of the hat, because <laughs> it's so bad in it. <laughs> I love the his wardrobe in License to Kill, you know, compared to you know these yeah. Yappa Connery suits. It's all like Paul the Shark stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it works. T-shirts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rob, what will what will Dalton be wearing for the the much anticipated Thirty Years on sequel? Crisis oh, on Well, no, I mean the baby work is. <laughs> uh, he's wearing. <laughs> A white shirt and a navy cardigan, which is precisely oh. what he wore in. It's <laughs> 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 a kill. Those are some good like, clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, hang on, this <laughs> stuff's amazing. I'm yeah, yeah. going to stay in this for the next 30 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I, I would really like to see it. You know what? I think Dalton would absolutely, like Pete Dalton would have looked incredible in what Craig wore at the end of No Time to Die. Oh yeah, he would have looked yeah. insane mm-hmm. in that oh. outfit. That's no disrespect to Craig, who also looked insane in that. Yeah, outfit, yeah. But yeah, like, oh. like sickeningly. I don't know. I mean, the guy could wear a potato sack, and it would be amazing. Topical. Who, Craig? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just yeah, picture, does. <laughs> picture a finale at the end of Dalton, a third Dalton film, with ah. loads of other guards and stuff raiding some massive. Oh, yeah, God. goodness me! Don't, don't, don't. There you go, Rob. There's your inspiration. Oh well, no, there is, but but it's harder because obviously, as I'm writing that, like he's in his sixties. Yeah, just sure. hard, to, harder. But he then again, great. I so. mean, those photographs of Pierce Brosnan today. Yeah. Oh, 
goodness. He's nearly seven seasons, or is he so? Wow. late six. Same same age as my dad. 60, 69. Oh. Yeah. Maybe your dad isn't I mean, Bray, is he though? But my dad isn't Brosnan either. Yeah. <laughs> 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 your dad is Bond then. Yeah, I, was just, I was about to say these iconic men we we yeah, were, absolutely. You know, yeah. including your dad. Isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> so the gun barrel. Um yeah. <laughs> is it is it black and white? I don't know the old black. It and white. looks no. that way, yeah. brown and white. It's not, but yeah. it, it does look that way. <laughs> anyway, the music. It, it feels it. it. It definitely feels Saturated. it. Saturated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good though, and it get it instantly gets you in the mood. I know we keep saying. Oh yeah, right. We're racing. <laughs> okay, right. Okay. <laughs> to talk more about the that. Yeah. Racing through. <laughs> <laughs> You should be dripping the material, boys. <laughs> Doctor Holland, I know you all know. Still can't get a gig at that school. Still can't no, well, yeah, joking. Fort Knox, fortress. Yeah, yeah. Fort Knox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almira. No, it doesn't work. Almira Square. Yeah, that would work. Synergy. <laughs> right, the pre-title sequence. <laughs> So as I said, yeah, this is one of the first scenes filmed at Chateau Dachne near Dreux in France. <laughs> D-R-E-U-X. You pronounce it. You can't so <laughs> right, Matt. Right. Yes. I, I couldn't believe... Uh, you know, he did He did the French accent for the first bit and then went on to the Dreux. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Not French. Monsieur Long. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite bit of French in Bond is on the view to a kill where the guy like he gets into his car you know oh, the yeah. bottom of the Eiffel Tower oh, yeah. out like that <laughs> is it, come on now get out I'm Bond what the earth are you doing oh my god <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> it for once no idea what no idea just brilliant <sighs> I honestly, guys, watching this first scene, I I couldn't believe it. I'm trying. We're trying not to sort of go back to no time to die comparisons. It starts with a coffin with JB on. Mm. I can't know why has no one mentioned this with well, you know, the whole load of no, done this, I, done I, this no. before. No, what the Connery, the Connery, <laughs> the start. They do. They basically tease that Bond dies in the yeah. Russia with love. Yeah, mm. Thunderball, and you only live twice. I know. Yeah. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Of course he can't be dead. That's the whole, you know, the audience. Like, oh. But it's uh, yes, JB to trick the audience. To trick the audience, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But it's I, I can't believe it. But then, of course, you see Bond. <laughs> no, well, yeah, the lovely. camera move is awesome. The because ca- it's, it is, it's yeah. totally. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we go from like it's the same shot where we go from yeah. coffin to funeral service to right up to Bond in the rafters. Uh, yeah, it's oh. great because, mm-hmm. like in in a solitary shot, the whole story is told. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Economy, yeah, economy. Don't apply. <laughs> <laughs> okay, economy. Okay, economy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Harry. I've got I've got some material. On <laughs> oh, thank goodness. It, it, it sounds like you know. Um, everyone used to make that joke about Sean Connery. You know, like what would happen? You know, if he did an advert for Citroen. <laughs> You know, like, on what? Sundays, I always go for a drive in my shit <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but if, if, you know, like, if, like, E. Connery sounds like 
an electronic <laughs> car done by Citroen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my Drive the new economy by Citroen. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am, I'm with the economy tour. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Synergy. <laughs> oh god! Look so, at yeah, that you know, guy. He's amazing. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember what it was. Yeah. Are you with our group? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> right. So Bond is in a brilliant three-piece suit, isn't he? Yes, and he's chatting Beautiful. with again a, a sort of mini Bond girl that I'd forgotten about. I was, mm-hmm. was going to say such an underrated female yeah. character. This, yeah. you know, yeah. we would never even have dreamt of talking about yeah. her on like the Bond women episode. Or you know, <laughs> again, yeah. revisit. Like, Do we get a name? Yeah, centre back for Man City. Madame Laporte. I've got here. Oh yeah, who is it? Madame Laporte. Station F. So yes. F for France, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Should be no, station D for Deleuze. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this bong, this bonus bong girl we get, Maurice Guy Mitsuki, died age 52. These are all the many mm. things I can get for dubbed. Um, oh, by yeah. Catherine Clemens. I don't know who she is either. So. Not much to, I'm afraid there's not much to go on. <laughs> but, Rob, we always say, you said it to John Glenn, you love how there's, you know, the pre-title sequence is almost a reference to a different mission. Yeah, so previous mission. He says, he likes that murdered idea well. two of my it. colleagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I absolutely love yeah. that. And yeah. Like, because yeah. it, it, this is Bond being cold. I mean, yeah. he, he is at a funeral, bad-mouthing the dead <laughs> Yeah, the dead main event. <laughs> it's yeah. cold here, uh, but I really like that. But yeah, there's the suggestion of previous, like, because not only when you when you reference previous adventures or you reference this is an investigation that's, that's ongoing, you you make it very clear that the agent is active and he yeah. he's mm. he's in the field at all times and do, oh. doing mad stuff and being James Bond. You know, so uh, the, he, uh, you know, we like look at this. Like, it's James Bond. He's an active agent, and he's at a funeral for you know someone who's mm. killed two agents already. There's fairly not many things cooler than that, <laughs> you know, yeah. or more engaging, more exciting to watch. Absolutely, and he is brutal in this scene. And like yeah, yeah. the way he's talking um, to yes, the accomplice Laporte. <laughs> the way he's talk- talking to Vincent Company in this scene yeah. is absolutely, you know, just very matter of fact, just yeah. right the way through. It's, yes, it's just brilliant. It often gets overlooked, this pre-title sequence, isn't it? Apart from the jetpack, mm. it's not... Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll get to it, but we get a great fight as well. But this mm. this sort of opening section, I just, I do love how well-paced the film is for me because it's, it's quite, it's a bit slower and you've got a bit more time to breathe with everything. So you see shots, like we say that shot, you get the shot of everyone leaving and you see this amazing room, you know, this amazing chateau. Yeah. And you just got the Thunderball theme chords. Yeah, yeah that's it's Barry's first cue, isn't it? That? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. And it's just, just done, you know, this is Bond, this is a Bond film already. An amazing room, like, you know, the tapestries in it. I, I presume it's not set, I presume it's filmed at the, the chateau. And when I looked at it, I just thought, you know, how good is Ken Adam? But then I thought it was probably... Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assume yeah. 
Yeah. He, he gets he gets a chance to shine in this film. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. He jolly does. You know, even on the like the underwater little things that are moving around, all all those are Ken Adams designs and everything. Oh. It's not just runes, you know, it's objects, it's yeah. vehicles. And wow. Madame, I've come to offer my sincere condolences. It, again, it's playing with the audience because you know you you're led to believe, of course, this is a woman. More mm. punching a woman, it'd be like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I know he liked to hit women back then, but goodness me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he goes full throttle, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. imagine yeah. if he went full throttle and then he realised it was a woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> woman. Again, it's parod- is this not slightly parodied in Austin Powers and yeah. Johnny English? Yeah. yeah. Tell yeah. me, man, that's my mother. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a man, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They, like this is showing um, again. This is like an introduction to the world. If you've never seen James Bond before, you can come to the cinema, and this is giving both the people who've been there from day one everything yeah. they want. We're straight back into another mm. Connery adventure, yeah. but it's also giving an introduction to the character and the world. That newbies to this. Sorry, yeah. what an awful word, newbies. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Newbies to the Bond world oh. can enjoy as well. Because like here we are. This guy's flipping cool. He's deadly, and also this is a world where not everything is as it seems. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. dangerous yeah. and exciting oh, and yeah. different and cool and yeah. yeah. He's committed to a cause as well already. You, you kind of know straight away that he's he's invested in some kind of plot line or inquiry or something like that yeah, is yeah. absolutely yeah absolutely. but you're straight into a big old scrap you know thrashing oh, around the room yeah. and you know, sped up bits just, yeah. yeah but then the, for, for bond to be sat there in that wind back chair yeah. yeah and he's all like you know kind of oh. like what was it what did he say oh, you shouldn't have opened that car door yourself yeah. like oh, that, yes, to yeah. give them mm. give it away you know and obviously yeah. the punch and everything Oh. It's such, and like, like Rob was saying, it's like it properly keeps you on your toes. Who is what film opens with someone, a man <laughs> punching a woman in the face, yeah. her own, you know, like two minutes after the funeral? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's Isn't absolutely, it? it's full of surprises. And, and what a brilliant opening! Yeah, yeah. and it's and if Bob it was Simmons the widow, great legs. if it was the widow that he punched, that would only be marginally worse than the way Bond treats the <laughs> yeah. widow inspector. <laughs> oh, I mean, only sliding scale. <laughs> she gets killed after he leaves. No, no, she doesn't. No, I don't know. But he, he, oh, he, he gets smashes feeling. glasses and pins her against yeah. the wall. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's still not good. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to be in the cinema. You know, when that punch on the the bewigged like like people leaving. Like, <laughs> oh no, no, yeah. he's gone too, too far this time. <laughs> but so is that Boover then? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's how good is that again? And is so it was a stuntman. Obviously, they got Bob Simmons, the stuntman, because yeah. it's easier, you know, because it is just basically a massive fight, isn't it? What do we think about this fight, John? Uh, please, I, th- I think it is as brutal a fight as I can. It probably is the from Russia with Love uh, train scene. It's very brutal, especially the whole use of the poker. That the yeah, fire poke, yeah. that's really brutal. It's a shame. It's I'm not the biggest fan <laughs> of the editing on it. It's quite speeded up at times, and I think that that detracts from what is a good fight. I'm just going to so, turn you down a bit there, John. So yeah, yeah. You're break, you're, I'm breaking. I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're on mute, John. You're on mute. No. <laughs> the, and and I think it's a shame because 
it's it's a great fight. One one thing I find really interesting with this film, and I don't know if it's my Blu-ray copy or not, but I find the sound mixing of it very uneven. So I find that the dialogue quite quiet. Oh, you've got to turn it up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I find think, yeah. the yeah. I find Common the sound thing. effects yeah. incredibly loud. Yeah. And um, it's not just under scene... all that. Right. Okay. I, I I seem to notice it very much with this one. Thank you. But the, the sound of the sound editing on this one, especially when you've got a fight going on, you feel every punch because yeah, you yeah, hear yeah. it and all that. So it really works for that. It's a great scene. I just wish it was edited by Peter Hunt and better than it is, if I'm being honest. Mm. Can I just throw in there as well? I, I totally agree with you, John. One of the things that I did enjoy, though, was that the camera lingers so you can actually see what's happening on, so it's still quite easy to follow. But I know what you mean. It was edited a bit weirdly and a bit jumpily yeah. for for my, just my personal taste. But then again, it was a billion times better edited than most standard punch-ups you see in contemporary mm. movies yeah. where you get... There was a moment, you know, when um, he flips Lippy... Uh, not Lippy, that's late. <laughs> he, fl- he flips... Yeah. Um, Bou- Bouvard? Bou- Bouvard. Yeah, Bouvard. Uh, over. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> flip, flips him over and um, follows him and um, it's a static camera shot the whole time whereas you know like a contemporary movie would make four five maybe six shots you know like that there's that thing about michael bay where you know in an action sequence his standard shot length is about like possibly it's not even a second yeah you know that kind of thing and mm-hmm. it's it's very hard to follow at times mm. Especially in lesser hands than Michael Bay, dare I say. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's why, you know, this still stands up mega in contemporary eyes for me because Mm. I think actually editing techniques when it comes to fight scenes have actually gone backwards. Mm. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Hot it's topic. pretty violent, isn't yeah. it? PG, this fight. Oh, yeah, it's oh, very really brutal. The use of the furniture is... Oh, yeah, that, I just love that. It's because it's, it's a pretty... I can't speak. It's a pretty um, big room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. So there's, like, there's loads of space, but there's all this stuff that's been absolutely thrown around and smashed <laughs> into everything that you can possibly... Oh. It's just brilliant. It's Compared to, uh, I suppose, it, the, the closest fight to it in the franchise is the man with the golden gun, isn't it, in the dressing room? Oh yeah, with uh, yeah. all that furniture being absolutely <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's unusual. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it didn't quite happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> but the music's so quick in this; it's so oh, yeah. the music <laughs> is unbelievable. Yeah. I think that makes the fight for me. If, if yeah. it would yeah. seem unusual, the editing more. I think without the music. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think uh, like adding any criticism at this point is nitpicking. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it really yeah, is. Yeah. This is still in you know in 1965, it's, absolutely insane. So, that that <laughs> Let's music, not forget that. Uh, how does John Barry do this? Where as soon as I hear that music, I know it's Thunderball, you know, yeah, instantly. yeah. oh, yeah, so you know, he's good. done however many scores, but the oh, yeah, Matthew, gonna tell us how you um. How you are with it ending with a strangulation, of course. Oh, thank you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right for this. Obviously, I, I, it's fairly quick, and it's with an instrument. Uh, in, I can't speak. What is that? An so interesting exciting. influence. 
like the fire guard, you know, the fire poker. Yeah, blunt instrument. Yeah. Whereas the ones I really have a problem with, uh, you know, where, as I say, you know, like in Bourne or a couple of the other Daniel Craig Bonds, it's just a race. It should really be a race to who can strangle who first, you know, with their arms. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what about legs when someone's strangled and, with their legs? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's me being, uh, you know, I'm I'm more the problem. But the, the thing about it is, the thing about it is, is it takes a bit of time to do that. So yeah. you lose a bit of the, yeah. you know, rather than the quick, you know, I don't know, a snap. Uh, yeah, of the neck. Yeah, or you know, I, you know, I don't know. Isn't it also suddenly find something to stab them? You know, that, he's trying to be quiet it. though, isn't he? You know, he's trying not to gain much attention by yeah. when you know when they're coming in, they're knocking on them. I know, yeah. but and they've hardly tiptoed around the room, though, have they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, but he doesn't want him to yeah. scream like on on a yeah, yeah. Yeah. And scream. yeah, no, I, I, I need to move away from this strangling thing because <laughs> the red, red Grant strangling him. You know, dear me, I can't. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but then the way that you know, it's just so good. It's perfect bond, and like you say. Connery, Connery's humour, you know, about to leave and then he notices the flowers and then he chucks them on yeah, the body before then leaving. That, that's <laughs> like what even... Bond Bond does that. No, other characters don't do that. that no, that's no. what yeah. that's what Bond yeah. does. And even colder, he, Bond hears the, you know, the smashing on the door yeah. and he stops and looks up and he goes, right, right, and he goes back in for a little bit more of strangulation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> even more brutal than you, you know. Make sure he's dead before they come in. Well, yeah, yeah. And there is a, you know, like I listened to it uh, today more closely, I think, than I've ever done before. And there is a noise, you know, when he finishes him. Oh, really? Yeah, like a... Oh, my word. Just going back to what John said about, you know, in his uh, praise of Connery, this is, you know, a cold-blooded killer who also happens to be a poster boy. Mm, You know, even in this opening sequence, Connery has got the balance just so perfectly well. (laughs) So good. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how you. I don't know how you do it mm. because no. y- you shouldn't like someone like this. I, no. do, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The they managed it eventually. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Well, yeah. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> the Fleming ass. Yeah. Well, of course he's read some Fleming. <laughs> sorry. Read, read some McClory. Yeah. <laughs> Some Jack Whitting. Yeah. <laughs> None of it published. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the Whitting. What I did when I took on the role of James Bond is I went back to the Kevin McClory. I looked at all those early McClory books. That was Dalton. That's not having a go. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say a very good Dalton. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Gorgeous Dalton. Right. Then we get another massively iconic moment in the Bond franchise. Yes, the helmet looks silly, and I think they didn't want to have the helmet on, but safety-wise, it's like, no, sorry, you can't, you can't just jump up in the air in a jetpack. <laughs> Not Connery, obviously, you know. This sort of, what's it called? Bell rocket belt, confusing. It was developed at the time by an aircraft company. Um, what did you call it? Bell rocket belt. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. I think bell, bell rocket belt. belt. Yeah, rocket belt. Jetpack. Jetpack. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? right. Okay. But that was that was where it was from, anyway. That's where it was developed from. And yeah, like people would say that, oh, well, you know, it's a special effects. No, it, it was real. That not, I don't mm. mean Connery, but the guy going up yeah. in there is real. It worked. 
Tom, did they do it? Oh, sorry. Did they did they um, use the same effect as that um, clip on? Um, uh, oh yeah, it'll, it'll be all right on the night where the guy. <laughs> oh, saw, yeah. He's saw at the end being tethered at the end of a line, and he, oh, yeah, uh, the jet ragged up. Goes, <laughs> That's one of the greatest clips of. I mean, crying, laughing every time. Yeah. Is it? A, is it out there as a criticism about the helmet? I've not heard or thought of that before. I've never. Maybe it's just me that it, it looks quite dated. Doesn't it, it was, yeah. Yeah. Like Bond, Bond's too cool to wear a helmet. Yeah, because right. Connery just looks so cool, but then that helmet makes yeah. him not quite. Well, it's it's the it's the abruptness of when he puts it on, and it's quite clearly a back projection moment as well, yeah. or a, or a mat moment. Yeah, or, yeah, it's a composite mm. shot in either way. There is one shot um, of him being lifted up in, into the air. I think that is him. But I think yeah. he's going to crane, you know, just to mix it all. The amount of shots mm-hmm. that have to be. I taken. do love the technique for. People when they're looking at the the deadly straight legs. What they do, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you, you wouldn't do like you wouldn't do a squatting position. I mean, it's obviously fair that you do just have these dead. Straight, it's like sort of Captain Scarlet esque, you know, yeah. these, these yeah, yeah. straight legs going up. A little bit straight, demeaning. Deadly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for your next novel, Rob. Yeah, deadly, deadly straight, straight legs. Imagine his legs in any other position, though. It'd be funny, you know, like... One knee bent like a Superman. Though. He's like, J.W. is like dangling in the corkscrew car. <laughs> Perhaps we could have that. The sheriff's <laughs> legs when he's... Gone takes off. Shit, what a film. I never done that before. <laughs> Bond, yeah, like... 40 feet in the air saying that. <laughs> so anyway, this 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 real jetpack was used at the very first Super Bowl, yeah? It was demonstrated. Super which Bowl was, you know, around the same time. You know, Super Bowl 1. You know how now they have, like, Roman <laughs> Super Bowl the movie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I, I didn't go to one of them, but Michael Jackson had one at his concerts, yeah. didn't he? I mean, it's dangerous, just, yeah. Incredible. Absolutely unbelievable. So yeah, I don't know. They don't. People don't seem to mention them again, other than it would be all right in the night. Mention. Yeah, the, the ones you see now are the ones that are sort of on a pipe on some water, or they're often like yeah, a, yeah. A, a, yeah. a port or something. Sorry, hilarious clip. Backwards one of those as well. Because I've just gone on. I've just gone on. <laughs> just hey, what? Gone on. Have you got it, Rob? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's like kind of some weird platform, isn't it? Like a stage or something. Banging up. <laughs> I didn't intend to start talking. Laughing, <laughs> but the um, I've typed in um, jetpack bloopers, and all you can find, <laughs> all, you, all you can find, really. Is... I need to know whether it's the same one. I need to go somewhere else. There's I a just... really another funny one that was on where he's is really this... cocky and then he just sort of goes up into the water and dives into the water. Yeah, yeah. there's one I saw I just I think it was either this morning or yesterday morning just by chance of a, research. a guy. It's another one of <laughs> another one of those ones that's you know it's projected down on water and it's a guy who must be like an expert like doing a little bit of a dance while he's up in the air balancing his feet and then he notices some women on some like some um pier he goes up 
goes over to them. And because he alters his leg position, he goes, sh- he goes shooting into one of the speakers that the music's playing. <laughs> this is what we need. You know, Rob, you, you wanted the, the license to kill parachutes for your wedding. Come in on a jetpack. <laughs> Oh, this is it. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I, <laughs> you've shared something. I want to know whether I've got the same thing you have. Are you watching it, Chris? Yes, we have. Yeah, well, yeah this is it. This is it. <laughs> Chris is dead. Chris is dead. <laughs> this is the one we're in <laughs> It's just brilliant. But look how he's just on this oh. in the garden with the wooden fence. I mean, what? <laughs> like it's a kid's birthday party. <laughs> the tippy toes. <laughs> as, if, you know, as if it's suddenly going to click, you'll get it right. <laughs> so angry, isn't it? Oh, my word. Every additional second of that video John. is, is, is <laughs> too much to handle and bear. John is on mute, crying, laughing. <laughs> God, honestly, people, somehow to get this out, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, that's what could have happened. Bond spoof, sure. <laughs> like a rag doll. Right, yeah. It's a, a oh, gag in every sense of the word, isn't it? Oh, it's such a massive oh. headache now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> now that we're all here. Yeah, good. Continue. Oh, yeah. please, yeah. Bring us back <laughs> to a, safer climate. Well, he's meant to be, you know, this, this is the clip where he's the coolest guy in the world. He gets on this jetpack and then. Onto you know his DB5. Yeah. But then I've got images of that guy flailing around now, so which is the least. I'm talking about Jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best gadgets. Yeah. Uh, we don't go in for that sort of stuff anymore. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but we do go in for the DB5. In this, he uses the he uses the windshield, doesn't he, in the spray. Yeah. Had they been used in golfing? I don't not sure they had. No, there are new no. things used in this, yeah. I think. Bonus features. New bits and pieces. Shields what? used. <laughs> What's the orange stuff that's on the back of the car? Because I always thought, well, it's because it's a bit older, the car, you know. That's what I oh. used to think. But is it like some something off a plant or Oh don't know. I don't Do you know what I mean. mean? It's, like, it's a bit like rust. Blown up by his jetpack. Oh right. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Chris. Thirty odd years of wondering what was in the boot, (laughs) (laughs) and obviously they, you know, I think we discussed it in the DB Five episode, of course, with with uh, George from Cinema Savvy. They basically just put a water cannon underneath the car. (laughs) It's true, you know, put a a fire hose. What are you laughing? (laughs) (laughs) Jetpack, I believe. Yeah, right. Sorry. (laughs) 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 
right on the night, Rocket Man loses control. <laughs> Rocket Man. It's a disgrace. It's only got twelve likes. Oh, that really is bad. It's no. disgraceful. <laughs> that must be must be one of the most watched clips on the internet. Sure. Mine still hasn't opened yet. I haven't even watched. It. <laughs> it's yeah. going to happen I at the worst it. point. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Throat and neck pain. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. dear. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you like how it ends as well? The sort of water, sort of. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I think yeah. it's quite unusual in a way. Yeah. It, you don't see them driving off, you know. So we no. assume that they've they've made it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, because the water theme, yeah, it, it yeah. goes into it nicely. That's probably where I feel like the cockiness of young trying to mm. you know what I mean possibly like taking a little bit for granted just just a smidgen mm. just the tiniest amount taking for granted possibly I don't know yeah. don't make me oh my god it's quite <laughs> it's quite a short pre-title season, isn't it? <laughs> right <laughs> why, why was he on a little stage <laughs> tethered tied so, you know, there's trees about. It's so dangerous. No, way, no one else there. <laughs> you know, the bit of movement to give it, and then the way he cleans yeah. the guy out. So like, I don't want you here. Get out of the way. So. <laughs> <clears throat> oh dear. You're Kingsley laughing, crying. Oh, laughing. yeah. Well, we, yeah, uh, uh, we watched for some. Uh, we had a few of the football lads over to watch. Uh, it was Euro 2016. And, you know, it was one of those, like, Saturday where there were four games or something. But between two of the games we watched, it'll be all right on the night. And we watched that clip, like, must have been about ten times in a row. Like, people <laughs> unable, unable to breathe. <laughs> it's a bizarre. You know, the very idea that, <laughs> that was deemed appropriate course of action. <laughs> Human <laughs> beings, what are they up players to? Here, so, what <laughs> <laughs> it'll be on right on the night? Oh yeah. All right, yeah. This hurts. Wait, and we got to stop. I- I'm going to be ill. I'm yeah. going to be, <laughs> be extremely ill if we carry this on. There's so much I want to know, though. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. What's the like some local news report? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been fighting story ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. <clears throat> well, we've heard that a guy down on Samson Street is creating jetpack. So we've sent KFT 95 FM down there to, <laughs> to record the event. You're one cameraman. You know, there's no, nothing in the air. There's no drone or anything like that to capture this amazing <laughs> moment. Right? So yeah. (laughs) Chris is in absolute tears. We really had everything, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't quite work. Right, should we, should we move on to the song? Oh, please. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we keep going. And we discussed we the song in a, a songbook episode fairly recently, didn't we? Those of us that were there. With Griff. With Griff, yeah. yeah. Griff um, Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Griff Goldie, yeah. 
<laughs> Everything's funny there. So. You're still incapacitated. Yeah. And I'm sure those of us who've seen Spy Hard recently. So it is completely modelled on that, isn't it? The, the colour, the women banging into each other and. <laughs> Yeah. They're nearly doing in this. I can't believe there's one. They do, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, I'd, it's extremely Morris Binder. It's If you just sort of saw this and thought, oh, this is quite baby, this is so obvious. But no, this is pioneering at the time. Oh, yeah. The shadows <laughs> and the, the colours, the water theme. And it's building mm. on what's gone before it. It's, it's, it's yeah. building. It's, it's a mix of models in front of air jets, isn't it, in on dry that. land. Yeah. And underwater models. Yeah. Which Quite is revealing. Yes. Quite revealing. Yeah. Quite revealing. Which is what they said about the spy hard opening sequence as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what a song. Two great songs, by the way. Um, yeah. um can I just say, did anyone see that who's been cast as uh, Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic? Biopic. No. What? Someone not him. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think now. Is it quite Ryan well, Gosling. Y- I'm, I'm, Ed Helms. Tommy, you'll, you'll get annoyed. Um, it's an English actor. Not Taron Egerton. Tatum? Sorry, he's not. No. Uh, not Rocketman. Taron Egerton. That's what I said, Taron Egerton. You know, don't you, Chris? I think, yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> I've seen it, but I can't remember because I'm just like... Uh, John, do you know? People don't know Weird Al Yankovic in this country. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I'm afraid Harry, my kids do. Harry, yeah, if well. I say that it's it's someone who our friend George Stokes suggested for Bond. Oh, my I, And I never knew whether he was telling the truth or not. Daniel Radcliffe? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Seriously? Yeah. Even more yeah. insane, he's been cast Terrible as weird casting. casting yeah. <laughs> 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 five, five or something, yeah. <laughs> Do we need no. to watch the jetpack video again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yankovic is known for his height. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, not his platinum parody albums. He's known for his height. Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw um, Naked Gun recently. In her, like when when he comes off the plane and there's, there's everyone there with all three cheering. He's like, oh, thank you, you know. Frank, they're not here for you. <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic got Anyway, it is spy hard. It's oh, I, yeah. listening to Surrender, the you know, the David Arnold, Katie Lang. Yeah. That yeah. is yeah. very similar to Spy Hard, and Spy Hard yeah. is very oh. similar to Thunderball. Um, mm. deliberately so though. But yeah. I can't. We've been listening to it today, have we, people? I, I think, honestly, it must be one of my very, very favourite Bond songs. Thunderballs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Thunderball. Yeah. <laughs> Feuerball. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Feuerball. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought I was quite... Something I noticed for the first time, you hear a few sound effects, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You hear, like, some bubbles or... Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Quite interesting for the... I, 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 I don't know whether it's right to talk about different... Because it's very hard to condense a three, four-minute song into, like, doing it beat for beat. But two bits I'd really like to discuss is the naughty trumpet. Oh, the, the muted like, trumpet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, when they're the talking mute, about the... Rudy Doody stuff, like... Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and then yeah. when when Tom is talking about... Uh, this is Tom Jones. Sorry, Tom. Not, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> when, when Tom Jones says, you know, the line, every woman he wants, he'll get. Yeah. He, he really kills like, every 
woman he wants to get. It's just a verse. It's like the effect. You know, where do we hey, go? Honestly. To what? It's so epic already, though. Yeah. Where? Knowing, you know, it's yeah. too like flipping, and this is why, like, you know, and that's when we get the little <laughs> trumpet, yeah. the naughty trumpet yeah. thing, you know, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> what? It's, it's too you couldn't great. Say that line now, could you? Oh no! Well, he get, does go on to prove it. Well, yeah, well, quickly in this film. How, how good though is? Yeah. How good is the the bit of bomb theme just before oh, going into yeah. the corners? Oh, yeah. What? What? Really is. Days of asking are all gone. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the production on it, the string arrangements, and everything. Yeah, that was great. And the voice. <laughs> yeah. And the way it ends as well is so epic. Yeah. yeah. The it's, it's too much. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's not on. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Exactly. Again, audiences for the first, like, <laughs> the, first <laughs> time the song in their seats. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tom Jones on Top of the Pops performing Thunderball. Like, wow, like, what? With <laughs> 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 pans people. But he <laughs> looks at the world. And then, what's yeah. it? Yeah, that's that's like just things like that. Are, you know, proud yeah. of James Bond, proud of the franchise, proud of the music, proud exactly. of the theme. Yeah, only oh, no, like James Bond. Yeah. It's, it's Apex stuff, isn't it? It's Apex. Yeah. It's Apex yeah. Bond. Apex Predator. Someone yeah. there. And he was still alive at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, where does it? Is it up there for you amongst your favourites? Oh, it's in terms of iconography, absolutely, yeah. But it's, it, it, I mean, it's very diffi- difficult because yeah. obviously, like as we uh, as we've said before, like I would say that the twenty five Bond movies are twenty five of my favourite films ever made. Yeah. So this would rank amongst my twenty five favourite songs I've ever heard. You know that kind of thing. So it's a bit too difficult for me to to say that. While I don't, you know, it's not like often. It's not one of them songs that I would go. Like, right, right now, I, I very often walk into the kitchen and say, Alexa, play License to Kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Alexa, play Golden. That kind of thing. Yeah. I don't often go in and say, Alexa, play. In fact, I've never done it. I know I've never done it. Alexa, play Thunderbolt. But whenever I hear it, it's like, oh, how flipping yeah. good. How flipping good. So I should give it more time. I should give it more of my time. Not because it needs that. It's high time. (laughs) It's one of the reasons why you don't, like, ask Alexa to play it. It's because you just can't say Alexa play Thunderbolt. You'd have to go, Alexa play Thunderbolt! (laughs) 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 Alexa, can you match the lyrics? Every woman (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Although I know that it's got like my son has got out of hand with Alexa and Bond songs at the minute, you know, because when you because Surrender's not on Spotify at this point Ooh. of the recording, so Ooh. it's it, we don't because he loves that, he absolutely loves that. Really? Yeah. Well, they like Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, he's not been subject. Anyway, sorry, he's not enjoyed Whoa. it yet. No, he'll, it. he'll love it. Though. Oh, of course, yeah. But yeah, I, Harry, you because I find it quite funny the song because. It is so ridiculously good, the voice. I can't. That's, that's overdone, isn't it? But that's something. 
And in some ways, I'm quite similar to Rob in terms of it wouldn't be the first one I picked. Maybe in some ways, it's like I'm I'm not the biggest Queen fan because the songs are so like yeah. they're such big anthems. I, I would I couldn't listen to them casually. <laughs> it's a bit like that. <laughs> out, of, out of out of all the Bond songs, it's a bit like that. But I mean, I absolutely love it. This that's me being far more negative than I am uh, than I feel about it. I absolutely love the song. And I think the element where it uses the Bond theme in the it's kind of halfway through the uh, each verse, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Is I think that's some of the best composition and instrumentation of all the Bond songs. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think of it as Tom Jones. I don't. I mean, I I think of it as that Tom Jones, but I don't think it of our current Tom Jones is. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I get you. I get yeah, it. It's a slightly different. I want it, you on my team. <laughs> yeah. Is he um, still on the voice? Who knows? Is the voice still on? Yeah. Has anyone won it yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 an incredible song and it's brilliant for the film and it's that age old thing that we're constantly mentioning the the themes that are drawn from it for the rest of the film. It's 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 absolutely brilliant and it's part of the package of the film. Like so many, uh, we were talking on a, on a songbook episode recently about songs being tailor-made for the film rather than it just creating a Bond song. And although this uses the Bond theme, it's tailor-made for the film. It's, yeah. It wouldn't, you couldn't really apply it to another film. And again, I, I'm sorry to make the point again, whereas recently they try and make the, the, the songs as vaguely, well, as, as Bond as possible so that they could, could, they could fit on any of the recent Bonds. You could swap around Sam Smith, Billie Eilish and Adele yeah. to an extent. You could, you could swap them all around because it's the same idea isn't it it's vague vaguely bond whereas this is you know like from russia with love like goldfinger you know it's it's for the film it's for thunderball this song this is where it belongs it's part of Mm. the film it's far more sinister though there's far more you know minor key in it than the new people realize you know the sort of (laughs) i wanted to go back to the bassy and stuff like flipping it hang on there's a bit more it's not just a ballad sung well. This is yes. really <laughs> yes. so much instrumentation. And the, the ending, like the... Da, 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 yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's scene, it. Isn't it. But that's the problem, is that new music is minimal in its production. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. No, this is it. whereas like, well, John Berry's anything but minimal, isn't he? Yeah. And we're all the better for it, you know. Mm. More is more. That is why mm. Be oh. Here Now is such an amazing album. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and of course, so this this was written, I know we discussed it on that episode, but yeah. this wasn't going to be the thing. They oh, no. didn't have this song. <laughs> yeah. They had oh. Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is an unbelievable song and oh, piece yeah. of music. Then they thought they couldn't go with it. And so then, go on then, I'll write this, you know. How good are you that you can oh, no. do this? <laughs> Stop it. Yes. Look, it, it, it is like Noel Gallagher writing Master Plan as B-side. I mean, it is just like that kind of thing, <laughs> isn't it? You know? It is, yeah. Well, Sorry, Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, bang while we're on it, because it doesn't appear in the film, it must be the greatest rejected track of all time, isn't it? I mean, it's just... The Dion Warwick version on the 30th oh. Bond anniversary. What is it like? At least 30, 40 seconds of introduction, some of the best instrumental. Yeah. I can't believe how good these songs are. <laughs> They're absolutely incredible. I don't know. It's just it's just a joke. It is. <laughs> but what at least you get the themes through the film. I, what a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I adore Mr. Kiss, 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 Bang, Bang. 
I I'm really glad that they went with the Thunderball theme tune though. Yeah, I think because I think the use of Mister 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 Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in the film at the Kiss Kiss Club is brilliant. Yeah, all right. If it was done in the eighties, we'd have had that as the end, and that would have been brilliant. Mm. But yeah. but I, I just think Thunderball works so well for this film. It, mm. yeah, it's, it's great. As is Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but we really did have everything. We had everything. <laughs> you know, we weren't born. We weren't nothing. <laughs> We've not talked about. No, we have talked about the title, haven't we? I've not mentioned bit, the yeah. uh, the bubbly, wavy, watery yeah. writing, the font. Oh yeah, yeah. The primary colours. Yes, and 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 I, again, I always am constantly going on about the development and progression of you know Doctor No from Russia to Love, yeah. Goldfinger. This, I love how. You're seeing a blue theme now. You know, that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. All, you've got all this new stuff, a new song, a blue color theme, and you know, they're attempting things with the graphics of the font as well, mm-hmm. where it's rippling, uh, like it's in water. Oh. And I just think I always wish I was part of that era, that time where it's a, it's you know, these are all similar Bond films, but the. There are constant these little things that just being pushed, these little differences, these little developments, and uh, things like that really excite me. You know, might, maybe not every uh, film or Bond fan is that interested, but things like that, I love to see how it's becoming its own beast more and more. And I think you can see that in these titles, even though the titles aren't perhaps the most historic and the best in the franchise or anything. But you can just see the the development of the the title sequences in this one. You find Chris of these these titles? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, um, yeah. Just what, what what Harry said then is that they're. I think the, the the problem that I've had over the years with with the titles is that they just end up being kind of quite cliched. It's like how can we get nipples and silhouette? How can we get you know that kind of thing? But it's when when Morris Binder includes like the theme, like from Rush with Love, just like belly dancers and things. So it yeah. feels like it's creating a sense of that is tied into the into the film and to the narrative. That's when it becomes really great and, and exciting. It's when it's just like, oh, here's just like a woman walking naked, or here's a woman getting a leg in a wing and being thrown around, or is on a trampoline. I get I get tired of that because it's just well, it's just it's, it's a bit naff. And I think that Thunderball works really well because it's the, it's the diving, it's the underwater, it has the, the aquatic mm. theme, and it mm. works works really well. I think it's worth saying that this is Morris Binder's first titles after Doctor No. Yeah, so he did yeah. And I do think it is uh, an upgrade in titles from both from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Is it, is it Robert Brown, John, who yeah, yeah, runs right, yeah. in, and 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 he. He very much had that kind of thing of he'll project yeah. mm-hmm. images of the film onto a body. Mm-hmm. This is far more creative. This is taking an actual theme and it's put animation in there and it's telling the story in its own way. In a lot of ways, I think it's actually one of Binder's best in, in, in terms of its creativity. Yeah, I just wanted to add that in because I think that we we, we all think of Binder of all the old films, but actually this is his first title sequence in terms of using animation with humans and stuff, because obviously Dr. No is the dots. Um, and I think it, you know, I think it's quite um, a trailblazing effort, really. 
I was even thinking that because the the look of the underwater in the film, how how often were wetsuits were wetsuits like that created for the film? Were harpoons created as weapons for the film? I don't know. I mean, I just don't know how much of Ken Adam has, has done all this, and obviously a lot of the the machinery underwater, you know, the, the sort of floats that they're on and boats and everything is just. It's so hard to look back at it now as you know, people in our what, 30s or whatever, and 40s, thinking, oh, yeah, we've seen all this before now and everything. But at the time, this is a whole new world. This is like world building. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Probably more it than is. any other Bond film, actually. And the impact it. it's had. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to when he's in the red wetsuit. Goodness me. I, yeah. That, we should have got, could you get the action man of that, actually? I think you could. Yeah, the, the modern action man. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking could. of action men, sorry. We, 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 we loved getting action men, didn't we? But those, it's because of James Bond that we'd get so excited you could get in an action man, you know, in um, you could get like a skiing action man, you could get a, a yeah. snowboarding action man, but yeah, a scuba diver. And just, it's, it's so good to see your action hero in these outfits, isn't it? And to see them in these mm-hmm. situations. Yes. And it's, it's pretty strange to think that a scuba outfit could be anything to do with, well, you wouldn't have thought until you saw James Bond that... Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> what well, was I don't know? <laughs> the video started right. <laughs> but the last few films, he's been underwater, it's just been by chance, hasn't it? He's been in his suit or his normal clothes or something. He's not, yeah. When was the last time yeah. he was actually put a snorkel on? That sounds very partridge, I realize. I don't know. Does, it, no, it, does he don any kind of snorkel for well, he uses a reed, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going back, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. But recently, is he? He's been, Daniel Craig's been underwater a few times, but never like with equipment, no, I don't think. By accident, you know, or in yeah. the moment, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Drowning. Watching people <laughs> drown, yeah. Yeah. Why didn't he drown, though? I don't understand. <laughs> okay. He's obsessed with attending drowning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching people drown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's on that. Why doesn't he drown, though? <laughs> Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, watching, like, what? How are you? you know, uh, I can't remember. I'm sure there's a perfectly good explanation. She's stuck in that elevator, isn't she? Yeah, but they're both underwater for the same period. It's mad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he comes into the surface and she can't. He's in a room, so she drowns. He's a trained agent. Well, no, he kills not. herself. Does she kill herself? Yeah, she, yeah. yeah, yeah. People are, no, no. Listen to that review anyway. Right. That's all for part one of our Thunderball review. Join us for part two, where we're at Shrublands with one or two problematic scenes with Pat, as well as meeting Largo and Volpe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.